and know that it's the territory that comes with the lifestyle that I've chosen to live. And that has been really, really actually kind of like, mm, I don't want to say sad, but this realization acceptance of like, oh, okay, that's just it, how it is. It's not good or bad, but it's just one of the feelings that come with the lifestyle that I have chosen to live. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. This is your host, Cassandra Lay, and today we are talking all about making friends as an adult. And not just as an adult, but this is for all my people out there who are also adults living abroad. So whether that means that you are an expat, whether that means you are an immigrant, whether that means like you decided to move abroad for a little bit, if you are location independent or a digital nomad, hello, hello, you're my people. This episode is for us really. And even if you haven't moved around a lot, this episode is for you too, of course, but I'm going to be talking specifically about what it's like to make friends abroad and also what it's like to make friends abroad as an adult, which is like a whole other thing, honestly. Like if somebody had told me how difficult it would be to make friends as an adult and then add on the layer of making friends as an adult while living abroad, like damn, y'all damn. Anyways, let's just get into it because honestly, I am, oh my gosh, I was about to say I'm 30. That's a lie. I'm 31 now. Um, but nobody told me how difficult it is to actually make friends as an adult. It's hard. I don't know if it's like hard is the correct word, but I honestly feel like it is more complicated than I realized because literally everybody has like their own lives. I mean, yeah, you know, I just said that out loud and I'm like, well, duh, of course, everybody has their own lives. Uh, but yeah, that was like a realization that I didn't, that I did not know. So making friends as an adult is really not like high school or college, because I feel like when I was in high school, when I was in college, we had like this bubble that where it was like easy to connect with people because we joined clubs, we joined activities, we had things to do. And like, it was an environment to make friends. And now that I am an adult, I feel like my priorities and values have changed. And that has caused me to one, reestablish relationships that I've had with connections and current people in my life. And then also to decide and reevaluate, oh, do I want to have this relationship in my life? And it's also given me kind of like this new perspective to be more intentional with the time and connections that I do have to make sure that like the people that I'm building a relationship actually understand me. And then I actually understand them. And aside from that, I honestly feel like on a logistical standpoint, making friends as an adult just becomes more complicated because everybody, like I said before, has their own lives. So everybody has like their own schedule and finding time is hard. I have found that finding time here in Spain with my Spanish friends is a little bit easier. I don't know why. And then finding time with friends in the United States is a little bit different because I come home and, you know, I tell people ahead of time, but it's like, I have to plan two to three weeks ahead of time to hang out with people in the United States. So I don't know if that's a cultural thing, but anyways, going into this, 
I did want to talk about something, this concept that I have been brewing on in my brain about being a floater. So I keep saying that I am a floater and this is funny because I'm actually laughing at my own joke Um, because I had a, I gave a speech in Montreal, Canada at the seven and seven digital nomad conference where I talked about being a multicultural human and who am I as a multicultural human, as well as not just being a multicultural human, but being a floater. So what is a floater? It sounds like a piece of poop, but let me before I get ahead of myself and talking about floating pieces of poop, that is very, very visceral. Being a floater in my terms is somebody who kind of like, I don't want to use the word float to describe the word floater. So let me, let me backtrack that. Okay. Being a floater for me is somebody who occupies and lives in the in-between back to this podcast. I'm lost. So what? So it is a person who has multiple friend groups and They are people who don't just have like one core friend group. They have multiple that they hang out with and the different friend groups that they hang out with might not know each other. So they're the ones that are kind of floating. Like, let's say for example, me, I consider myself a floater because I have multiple friend groups. The multiple friend groups that I have can be people from high school, people from college, multiple groups in college, multiple groups here in Spain, multiple groups from like my friends who are digital nomads or location independent. They don't actually know each other and they wouldn't necessarily hang out with each other. So what happens is I am the floater and I kind of like bounce from group to group. That's what I consider being a floater in this term in like the friendship realm that we're talking about in the podcast today. So if you are a floater too, holla. Well, you can't because it's a podcast. So like you're listening. So send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let me know if you are also a floater. And something about being a floater is that it's really cool because I get to hang out with like all of my other different friends and I can like kind of do different activities based on the friend group that I decide to hang out. But I've always envied the people who have had one group that they always hang out with. And I always feel like that, like this envy when I think to myself, oh, who can I text today to be like, hey, you want to grab a pizza? But I can't because then I'm like, well, do I want to hang out with this group or do I want to hang out with this group? Like, what's the vibe that I'm going for today? And then I always felt like, oh, this is sad because like I want one core friend group. I don't know if my sister listens to my podcast, but one of my sisters actually has like a core group of friends that she always hangs out with. And, you know, they do girls nights, they do trips together, they hang out and do brunch. And then they have like another group that they always hang out with too. And yeah, some people have come in and out of that group, but it's usually just like this core group. And I'm like, oh, I want that. Like I want one group to hang out with and be like, hey, I'm downstairs, come outside. When I have like multiple groups and yeah, the grass is always green on the other side. Right. But I also feel like, yay, I am really grateful to have other groups because I do feel like when I have multiple groups of friends to hang out with, it taps into different parts of my identity and different parts of the experiences that I have had. So I get to be the multicultural, multi-layered person that I am, depending on the group that I'm hanging out with. So for example, in college, 
I hung out with friends on my dance team. I hung out with dance friends in general. Then I hung out with friends that were in my major, my hospitality management friends. Then I had just like my regular good friends. Then I had food friends, etc. And all of those different groups like didn't really know each other. Maybe they like knew of each other. But of course, I was the floater and I was the one like going around hanging out with each group on my own. And yes, I still envy like having a core group. But I think what's really cool is that all of those groups represented different parts of me. And it really allowed like different parts of my personality, different parts of my identity to develop because I was able to have conversations about lots of different things. So yay to being a floater. If you are also a floater, hey, hey. If you are not a floater, well, that's okay too. I envy your core group of friends. So I I do think that it is kind of cool to not have one group of friends. And I've always been like this, like since I was really young, but it really manifested itself to look like now that I am living abroad in Spain, It manifested itself to look like having friends all over the world, spanning all age ranges and building like a huge community. So yay to being a floater and having friends all over the world. And now I can visit people and run to people all over. I've run into people or visited people around Europe, around the USA, in Canada, South America, etc. And it's kind of cool. Side note, funny story. When I was in college, I always wanted to have a kindness army, like a kindness army all over the world to do random acts of kindness together. And also to like, if I wanted to travel there, they could host me. If they wanted to come here, I could host them. And I kind of did build that by being a floater. So yay to being a floater. Uh, and just making friends all over. So why is it so difficult to make friends as an adult and living abroad? So I feel like there are layers to this. So I'm going to go through this and talk more about like my experience and the different layers, but then also kind of talk about the shift that I had within my own identity and how that impacted my friendships and relationships. And then also how I ended up really building community and being okay with not necessarily having one core friend group. So I really feel like there are layers to having friends abroad and also layers to just making friends as an adult. One, being an adult, everybody's busy. We all have our own lives. And then living abroad, of course, again, adds another layer to it because now I have friends from home and then friends abroad and then friends when I've traveled and all of this stuff. I feel like culture also adds to it because like now that I live in a different country, I feel like my perception, my priorities, my ideas of what friendship is has changed. And also like the, how would I say this in Spanish? It's like intimacy, I guess is maybe not the best word. Uh, But the idea of, okay, how, what does that like relationship look like? How close are we? And then of course, uh, because I live in a Spanish speaking country, language is also another layer to it. And now that my Spanish has improved, I think I've had a lot more opportunity to make friends who are Spanish or Spanish speaking because we now share a language and that has definitely made it easier. I feel like when I wasn't really fluent in Spanish, it ended up being really difficult because I couldn't really express myself. They couldn't really understand me. And it was just like this whole barrier, literally that we couldn't get 
across because nobody understood each other. And then just as well, not just because of these layers, I think things also shifted when I turned 30. I realized that I didn't want to have shallow conversations with people anymore. And I feel like this also ended up being because of COVID and the pandemic. And of course, when, you know, we were all locked inside and like we were keeping up with people and just like messaging people and kind of like checking in on them, I realized like, huh, my priorities have shifted, not just about like life in general and work identity and all of those things, health. I'd also shifted relating to the relationships that I want to have. Like I didn't want to have shallow conversations with people anymore. I felt like, you know, I want to, I want to just get into it. I want to, I'm tired of being surface level. I want deeper conversations and connections. So basically I decided I'm going to put in the work to maintain relationships and feel closer to people and have like real intention, which is kind of scary because, you know, when you are friends with somebody, if you've known them for a long time, I feel like, you know, you fall into this. Yeah, we're friends. Like we, of course we talk about like everything. I, I tell them about this and I tell them about that. And like, we come to each other when we have problems, but I was like, no, nah, no, I want to, I really want to get to like, know you, you, I want to get to know what scares you and like have these really difficult conversations. I really feel like it's because of the priorities around one entering like a new decade in my life. And then also because of COVID and pandemic and like not being around people for a while for a while, I mean like literally two ish, three years, it really made me think about, Hmm, you know, I don't want to just talk about the weather or catch up about what has happened in your life. I would love to have deeper conversations about like, well, what shifted for you during the pandemic? What shifted for you during COVID? Like what were some of your own realizations? So because of this shift, I feel like some of my friendships kind of just disappeared and it's a little bit disappointing because I don't know if you've ever had like a friendship breakup and y'all, I mean, breakups, relationship breakups are difficult and like, you know, breakups in general are difficult, but like friendship breakups, my gosh, like they really, oh, they make me feel some type of way. I feel like my heart and like soul just drops because it is so painful. And that's kind of what happened, not necessarily full on breakups, but I had a couple of friendships just kind of disappear within the past couple of years. And I feel like it's because priorities and values have changed. I was okay with letting go of the friendship. They were probably okay with letting go of the friendship because, you know, we just kind of lost touch. And I feel like as an adult now, uh, Ooh, saying that's funny as an adult now, I, I still think about them. I feel like there aren't any hard feelings, but I also realized like, oh, it's just not going the same place and we're just not making time for each other. And this reminds me of something that my mom told me when I was 14, maybe 15, when I was in high school and I wanted like lots of friends and to be super popular, as does one want in the United States, because of course, popularity in high school is very, very, very important. My mom always told me, you really want a smaller inner circle of friends instead of like a huge group of people, because those are the ones that are going to stick by you. And those are the ones that are really going to be there when you need them and to be there for your support. Of course, at 13 or 14, 15, whatever, I probably like agreed and said, yeah, 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 mom, uh, but didn't really take it into account. And now I'm like, oh yeah, 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 mom. I don't know if mom, mama lay listens to this podcast, but 
You were right, mother. You were right. So how do you actually make friends as an adult? Like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, she's going to about like, Cassandra's about to tell me how to make friends as an adult. Um, I'm sorry. I don't actually know how to do that yet. I am experimenting with how to do that. And here is what I am finding. So I'm finding different activities to partake in here in Spain and then also finding different interests. So I'm kind of exploring new hobbies. And then I am also understanding that, okay, because I live abroad, I don't necessarily always fit into the culture. And I'm kind of just being finding acceptance basically and acknowledging that there will always be some sort of friction there, but I don't have to kind of like make it a big deal. I can kind of push through and still find different ways to connect. So the rest of this, if you're like, oh, she's not going to tell me how to make friends as an adult. Um, you can turn off this podcast now. I'm sorry. I'm not because I don't really know. I'm still figuring it out. But if you are interested in kind of learning about how I kind of made a couple friends, built community and all of that stuff, then keep on listening. So some of the adult friendships that I have, here's the thing, because one being a floater, like I mentioned before, I have friend groups all over. So that means that most of the time, like my closest friends, that inner circle that I talked about, or that my mom told me about, and now that I have, they're not always here. Like I am not always around them, which makes it really difficult because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody to grab a pizza with and like talk about stuff. And sometimes I want to talk to this friend group about it, but they don't live here. Now we have like a time zone difference. And that has been kind of like this friction that I've been feeling, but I also understand that, you know, my, my friends are all over and how do I go into this? My friends are all over and we have like our past circumstances and situations that have brought us here. But I feel like over the past couple of years, and I really do think like COVID and the pandemic kind of influenced this. We've been learning to accept and support one another on totally different levels. Cause I feel like because of the pandemic, because of COVID, I certainly have been like reevaluating a lot of my priorities and values. And then I've also gotten a lot more vocal about my priorities and values. So I'm like I mentioned before in the beginning of this podcast, I am learning how to reestablish relationships and friendships with people and not just reestablish them as in like reconnecting. It's also like building a deeper foundation because you know, when I, what I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, like, Oh, when you make friends in college or when you make friends at school or maybe your neighborhood friends, they are friends, not because we've also known them for a long time, but I feel like they are friends and like that friendship relationship developed because of circumstance, right? Like they, it was developed out of circumstance because we were close to each other or we were in the same class as each other, or we played the same sports. And now when as, a, as an adult, where I have my own opinions, ideas, values, perspectives, goals in life, that circumstance doesn't necessarily always apply anymore. So I am reestablishing a lot of these relationships. Maybe my friends know this, maybe they don't. So if you are listening to this, friends, now you know. But I, I'm learning to reestablish this relationship and build more trust 
and openness with my friends, which is really scary to me because it's not just like circumstantial friendships anymore. These are now like, oh, I care about you. I want you in my life. I appreciate your opinions and, you know, the, the memories and the time that we've shared. And I want to grow with you. And that saying that to a friend is, I find more difficult than saying that to a relationship partner. And maybe it's because of the way that society focuses on heterosexuality. It doesn't allow for these types of friendships and relationships to build because in a heteronormative society, everything has to lead to relationships that are to be married or to whatever. And now I'm trying to expand it, at least in my world, to something else. So I'm really learning to accept and support my friends in in new ways. So a lot of the friendships that I've realized that I still maintain have been built over time. So I want to share about the, the Spanish friends that I've kind of connected with here and specifically with my partner, Mario and his friend group. So Mario and I have been together now for eight years. And actually one of the uh, first arguments that we had was in broken Spanish, broken English. Ooh, I don't even know how we had this argument, to be honest, because like we didn't really understand each other. It was a about friends and like cultural norms. So what happened was uh, in our first year of dating, I didn't really speak Spanish. And every time that we hung out with his friends, it was really hard for me because I always felt excluded from every conversation because I just like I spoke Spanish enough, but I didn't speak Spanish enough to like fully get into conversation with people. What happened though, was that I always felt like they were talking about like their own things and, you know, they were kind of just talking about their lives without really including me. And finally, after eight years, I really feel like I am able to build a relationship with them. It took eight years, y'all. Like, And of course, like my, my level of Spanish improved. They got more comfortable with me. We just kind of started growing together. And I do feel like because of those eight years, finally, like we're starting to make progress in like our friendship. Of course, they'll always be Mario's friends, but like, wow, I can actually have conversations with them. I can ask them questions to get to know them better. I have to understand also that there's a part of me that they'll never know because, you know, of language and culture and just not like growing up with me and what it's like, but there's also a part of them that I'll never know, but we still have mutual respect, growth, and understanding for one another. I feel like that is really cool because I I honestly think back to like the first year that I met them. It was so hard for me. I felt like so excluded and now like... I can hang out with them by myself. Like we, we invite each other to stuff. They ask me about like, how's life? How's work? How's things? I ask them and like, we're just slowly, very slowly building this new intentional relationship. They probably have no idea about this, but to me, I feel like this is really significant to just my, my network here in Spain. Another one is not having many friends in Madrid. So if you listened to episode four of the I'm Lost So What podcast, I talk about rest in peace to the me I learned to love. 
if you've ever lived abroad before and like kind of lived in a metropolitan city, you might have dealt with something similar where, you know, you move into the city and then you meet lots of people, which is super fun. But then when you start making like closer relationships with people or, you know, getting to know somebody a little bit more, you feel like you found like your bestie in this new city. What happens is that it becomes almost like a, I don't know if transient is the correct word, but it becomes a city where people come and go. So sometimes people live for three to five years. Sometimes people live for two. You meet people and then, and then they leave because they're either going back home, they're going back to their, a different country. They are, you know, deciding, oh, you know, I don't want to stay here anymore. And it's really sad because like you just kind of stay in the city and then all of your friends leave. So if you've ever lived abroad, you might know this feeling of like, is it worth it to put all this effort into this friendship and then have them leave? And then you get sad because now you're alone again. That's kind of what happened in Madrid. I do have like some really close friends uh, who live in Madrid who are also immigrants like me. And we've been able to maintain like different, like our friendship over the years. But gosh, it is hard when you meet people when you're abroad, you like put in time and effort to make this friendship work. And then, you know, some people, they don't want to stay in the city or they decide to move somewhere else because of work or, you know, they are just kind of coming and going and, and they leave. And it is sad. So sad. Now living in Toledo, I feel like this is where I feel I've really, really been able to make, make friends. And it has really brought a sense of belonging for me because I really feel proud of the relationships that I've built. I put in intentional work and it is a group of women, all, not all Spanish women. Some of them are from Latin America. We hang out, we talk about different things. Like we all come from, of course, different cultures. We come from different experience and stuff but what I found really cool is that we can come together and like we just listen to each other we listen to each other and like we try and understand each other and we are there to support and that to me has been just amazing because I didn't have that when I was living in Madrid I didn't have that when I was living in the small towns in Spain and now here in Toledo I do have that and some something that um, a couple of my other friends who also live abroad have told me is like when you find like your friend group abroad it really makes a difference because like it really wherever you are living it feels like home and I'm sure this applies to just if you move around or anything like that like when you find friends it really really makes a difference and of course I you know Mario and I are here together but you know can't always be with your partner and that's also not healthy we can talk about that in a in a different episode about how maria and i figured out that we were codependent on each other during covid but i'll have to save that for another episode because that gets into a whole other thing but really having friends abroad uh really has helped me feel like home so how did i actually build this if you are moving abroad if you live abroad already some places that i've been able to make friends and build community is in Facebook groups. I've actually paid for a couple of uh, memberships, but 
you don't have to pay for a membership. There are, of course, other free memberships. Facebook groups are really one of the best places. Um, I've also found people on Instagram. I love finding people on Instagram and kind of like connecting with them. And then I've also used Bumble BFF. So most people might know Bumble for dating, but they also have like a function for BFF. And I've used that. And that's actually how I met all of my friends here in Toledo. So how do I actually make friends around the world? It takes a lot of work, to be honest, and I actually spend a lot of money and time to maintain the relationship. So this means like I check in with people, I send WhatsApps, I have phone calls, and sometimes we compromise certain things to make their friendship work. Like something that Mario and I actually talked about is we love traveling to meet friends around the world because it's so much fun. Last summer, actually, we went to London to visit two of Mario's friends from the small town that he's from. And that to me was like so much fun. And then when I traveled with work, the Quirky Pineapple Studio, we hosted a Stay Quirky West Coast tour in February 2023. And I was able to meet up with like some of our friends and like community members there. So I do spend quite a bit of money and time to intentionally maintain these relationships, not just for work, but just because I love to. And I feel like that has helped me have a global and international friend group again being a floater multiple friend groups and on the professional side it has helped the quirky pineapple studio grow our network to be global and international so we have you know community members all over the world we have uh, clients all over the world and we work with people in english spanish spanglish and we work with people in the usa in canada um, in Europe, in Latin America, in Asia, in Australia, and all of that stuff. So I do want to share that like a lot of these realizations that I've had about adult friendships, I had conversa- a lot of conversations actually with my therapist. I, my therapist basically, how do I approach this? Um, I, I was having some trouble and figuring uh, with figuring out like, okay, how do I make friends? Like, why do I feel so alone? And if you listen to episode four of the rest in peace to the me I learned to love, I talk a lot about how I only wanted to have friends that were in business because I was like small business owner all the way. And then I realized, oh, uh, I need to like develop other personal relationships outside of just business stuff. And my therapist actually helped me understand that as we get older, the differentiation between acquaintances, friends, community, close friends, etc., is actually bigger. And I don't know if this applies to everybody, but this clearly helped me understand like, oh, who are my acquaintances? Who are my friends? Who am I in community with? Who is my inner circle close friend? And how can I you know, maintain that relationship and then also decide, do I want to deepen that relationship intentionally? And of course, my therapist, me being a people pleaser, recovering one, mind you, recovering people pleaser over here helped me figure out, oh, I don't always need to deepen every really every relationship that I have. Of course, people are in your life for certain reasons is what I believe. And not everybody will move from acquaintance to friend to community member to close friend or vice versa. Or maybe people will go backwards close friend, community friend, acquaintance, and that's okay. So something that she actually helped me figure out was like, how can I, in my mind, oh, in Spanish, it's calificar, but in English, oh, I don't remember the word, but how do I 
decide who is an acquaintance, friend, community, or a close friend. I guess is like the best way to describe this. And I had to really define what friendship meant to me. And I feel like if you are thinking, oh, a friend is like somebody that you've always known for forever. Like I actually had to sit down and like reconfigure, redefine what friendship is. And I feel like this is super important from a culturally competent lens defining what friendship means so then everybody's on the same page so this is my definition i think i still need to work on it a little bit but for me friendship is someone that you share a relationship with trust companionship joy support celebration and being able to go more deep than just surface level a friend to me is someone that you know can be a trusted confidant and i'd love to know what friendship actually means to you so if you want to send me a message on instagram at cassandra tle and share your friendship definition, that would be awesome because I would love to know if there are things that I could include in my definition, or maybe, you know, we have different definitions of friendship, but I don't know. But basically from defining what friendship means to me, I have now reevaluated my friendships and how I'm making friends as an adult. Um, I'm okay now with not having so many people, even though sometimes I feel lonely, but I'm okay with not having so many people. And I, I, I know that the people that are within my network are people I have to support me and vice versa. And something that I've had to kind of sit with actually is specifically because I live abroad. And if you have moved away from your home state, home city, home, whatever, I've had to sit with feeling okay with feeling lonely and know that it's the territory that comes with the lifestyle that I've chosen to live And that has been really, really actually kind of like, mm, I don't want to say sad, but this realization acceptance of like, oh, okay, that's just how it is. It's not good or bad, but it's just one of the feelings that come with the lifestyle that I have chosen to live that sometimes I will feel lonely because I've decided to move. And because of that, I am able to float from friend group to friend group. And it's not necessarily bad or good, like I mentioned before. It's not actually sad. It's actually pretty cool uh, to realize that I am a floater and I have lots of people to connect with, which is amazing. So all of that to say that I just want to take a moment to shout out and share gratitude to my friends. I don't even know if they listen to this podcast, uh, to be honest. If you are listening to this podcast, though, I really hope that you know who you are. I just want to say thank you for, oh, I might get teary-eyed. Oh, no. Um, Thank you. Thank you for watching me grow, calling me in, supporting me, and sharing moments with me. Thank you for being there. Thanks for being open and sharing. And thanks for also allowing me to be part of your life, to support, celebrate, and grow with you. Um, I have friends all over the world in various languages, and I just want to say thank you for choosing to maintain and like reestablish and grow this relationship. It's like, you know, something that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. It's hard making friends as an adult, and it's hard maintaining those friendships as an adult and also deepening those friendships. Like, I don't want shallow stuff anymore. I want like real, real good, deep friendships, relationships. And maybe my friends might not realize or have known that we're going through this thing, but I'm certainly going through this thing. I just want to say thank you uh, for for going on this adventure with me, floating with me. So here are 
three questions to wrap up this episode and maybe some action steps for you. If you want to have deeper relationships with your friends, I feel like I need to do this episode again with a friend so that there's like some dialogue and conversation around here. Not just me sharing about my relationship. I don't know if they feel the same way, but that's okay. If they don't, I, I appreciate their friendship and relationship and what we've gone through. So anyways, three questions and some action steps for you. If you want to consider deepening friendships or maybe exploring this concept a little bit more. Uh, Number one, define what friendship means to you. Number two, if you have someone that you want to reconnect with, I challenge you to write to them. I know it sounds like super lazy or it's not super lazy, but like I sometimes feel lazy to even do this, but I challenge you to do it. And number three, here are some fun prompts for deeper conversations. If you want to take it there with your friends, number one, some of the fun prompts, I have three of them. So first prompt, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced last year? Number two, what is one thing you wish I knew about you? Number three, what is one thing we can celebrate together either for us or for you? So let me repeat the three questions and action steps in general, and then some of the fun prompts if you want to ask them with your friends. Number one, define what friendship means to you. Number two, uh, if there's someone you want to reconnect with, I challenge you to write to them. And number three, some fun prompts for a deeper conversation if you want to take it there with your friends is what were some of the biggest challenges you faced last year? What is one thing you wish I knew about you? And what is one thing we can celebrate together either for us both or for you? You want to take this with your partner. If you have a, if you're in a relationship, feel free. Uh, Mario and I just actually did this exercise and it was really nice. We got to talk about things that like we don't normally talk about and actually make space for this, which I thought was like really, really heartening. So that's all I've got for this episode. Y'all like making friends as an adult still don't really know how to do it. If you know the secret, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE, but For all the other floaters out there, I feel you. I see you. Maybe we will meet one day in another country, in your country, in your city, or wherever else. I will catch you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam. If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of this episode. Yay! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and thought to yourself, whoa, it me, I'd love if you could share this with others, post about it on social media, and or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe too. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at CassandraTLE. For brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at The Corky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam!